Hey Rollers, this is Josh. If you're a nerd like us, you should check out our Patreon. We have bonus QPR content, like what Eek and Emberlin are doing while the party continues their adventure, Solonar first getting into an Alarion gang, or how Boat got into the professional wrestling circuit. Thank you so much. We're only able to record QPR with the support of listeners like you. Check us out at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. Okay, I need to light some incense because Zarko just dropped a bomb. Koga just farted also. <laughs> They're sinking what up. What's happening? Yeah. Time dot is. They got on time dot is. All right, guys. Isla's just chilling on the end of the couch, so I don't think she's dropping any stink bombs at this very moment. But who knows? Poop, Isla. Do it. <laughs> do not. Do not poop, poop the on the couch. Fear poop. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way right to you. I think it's good the party got to the Abbey when they did. I'm sure any more hiking and they'd be sliding back down the mountain just as fast. But with such a welcome as they received... Let's hope they get enough time to rest their lungs before Boat hightails his way back on out of there. You know, it can be hard to journey away from home. But for some, harder still to make the journey back. The pebbles of early traumas are suddenly boulders in the presence of the mountains from whence they fell. Now... Is it the moments getting bigger as we near their source, or us getting smaller as we near ours? Well, either way, Charles Barnes is a little more complex than I think he'd like to let on. And with his meditation interrupted, let's see just where this landslide will lead. Don't forget to do your chores, make your bed, and... Eat some healthy food today, listeners. And as always, y'all take care now. So, Boat, you were in the middle of meditation. You were having just sort of this moment trying to zen out when suddenly you are pulled out of your zen state by a hand popping on your shoulder and a very familiar warm voice Charlie? Boat has a sharp intake of breath at this familiar hand on his shoulder. <gasps> and uh, his eyes open like they were just uh, like shocked with electricity. And he stares forward. What was what was I sitting in front of? What was I looking at? You were kind of sitting in this kind of this secured away little corner that it, it you could see out. But you were kind of tucked away. It was more. It was less you were looking out at a space and more you were closed off from the more busy parts of the monastery. So I open my eyes, uh, look straight forward. Everything sort of goes in and out of focus as I realize what's happening. And, you know, something that I knew I was going to have to face when we came here, but was hoping beyond hope, perhaps, that I could avoid. 
And um, Boat continues just to stare forward and says, hello, sir. How have you been? He kind of like puts his other hand on your shoulder and like, you know, does that sort of affectionate dad squeeze. That's not a hug because a hug would be weird given how you guys are like positioned. It would there was no way that he wouldn't fall over. Uh, But he does that like the hand shoulder squeeze hug. I don't know if anyone else's dad does this, but mine does. How have you been? I haven't seen you in so long. Boat takes another sort of deep breath. Um, then he stands up and turns around and grabs his dad's hand, grabs it to sort of like shake his hand and then clasps the other hand on the other side of it. He's like, I've been good. How have you been? There's so much that's happened. There's so much to tell you. Uh, come on, come back to back to my room. We can talk there. Sure. I'll tell you one thing you don't need to tell me. It's that people don't want me here. Uh, Look, Charlie, you gotta... They're close-minded, all right? They don't... They don't see what good you're doing for the monastery. Well, they, they need to—they need to all open those third eyes that they're working on with their meditation. Hey, and just see what's going on. Hey, hey, look, I get it, buddy, but you hurt them real bad. I'm sorry I hurt them bad by going off and doing something that I felt like was necessary for me to have some growth. I'm. But anyway, let's. Let's let's just go talk. Let's take this inside. Yeah, yeah. Come on. So the two of you go to his room, which is very minimalist. It's very sparse, though. You do notice that there are a couple of crates that a lot of stuff has been loaded into. And it looks like there's um, there's sort of this smell in the air of Jasmine. You you moving, Dad? What's what's happening? Uh, Yeah, um. I'm actually uh, heading down to Woodchapel, I think. Like for for a visit or what are you doing? Oh, um, well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, he, he kind of like looks off and blushes a little bit. There's um, there's a little lady uh, down there that I'm uh, fixing to ask some important questions. So, uh. You've been living at this monastery for 30 years. How did you meet this woman? Uh, she's uh, she's a merchant. She comes by and uh, delivers uh, foodstuffs. Foodstuffs. That sounds like she's delivering measured dehydrated packets. What does she do? Is she a baker? Is she a butcher? <laughs> uh, what does she do? She's a spice merchant. <laughs> the spice must flow. Flow. There you go. <laughs> Her name is Emma, but, you know. Emma Flow. I'm a oh, fizz no. widget, but okay. Emma Flow Fizz Widget. <laughs> Emma Flow Fizz Widget sounds like a like Baldur's Gate rapper. She's a gnome. And she <laughs> raps about this one very local area called Baldur's Gate. Uh, also, she copyright. is a gnome. So let me I know get you're this... making a joke, Brandon, yeah. but yeah, she is a gnome. So let, let me let me get this straight. So you're getting ready, you've packed up all your belongings, and you're getting ready to move in with this woman. But you're also just now fixin' to ask her an important question. I mean, things you, have changed since I was a it, you it know, just it just sounds man. like it just sounds like you're fixing to show up at the door like some poor country relation looking for a roof over your head. <laughs> no, 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 no. He kind of like dismissively waves. No, no, no. I'm I she knows I'm I'm coming down. Okay. All right. 
You'll be you'll be coming down the mountain when you come. Okay. Yeah, she's she is aware of the affections and of the intent. So, uh, what you're telling me is you are leaving the monastery to pursue something that you want to do. How do uh, how do the monks feel about that? I see what you're doing here, Charlie. Well, I'm not being very subtle about it. That's you're not my not. style. It never has been. Hey, look. Charlie, listen. Do you want me to tell you the thing you want to hear, or do you want me to tell you what I really think? Because I'm happy to do either. I mean, you might as well tell me what you really think. You're shacking up with this gnome. I don't know when I'll see you again. You can visit any time! At the she's gnome shack. She's heard all shack. about you. The gnome shack. She's heard all about you. Or maybe she's not interested in having a stepson. She's interested in meeting you. Alright. But... Are you really hurt? It just irritates by how they are, they're being. I've sort of gotten over it. Uh, I didn't want to come here, but we kind of had to. And I was, I'm not going to say I was bullied into having to come up here. I'm glad I got a chance to see you. But you know why I haven't been around in a long time. Um, I do. Those, those folks just don't seem to care for me all that much. Uh, you know, I'm not saying anything against you, but it wasn't really my choice to come here in the first place. I feel like I had every right to go and sort of figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, you're right in some of this. He gets up and strikes a match on a very small, like what seems to be some kind of portable stove gadget, and he puts a kettle on and looks at it for a second before going, you didn't have any say in coming here. You really didn't. And Mm -hmm. it was me that brought you here. I thought that you could get structure here and support here that I don't think I could have given you on my own. I mean, look, buddy, I, after the divorce, was, I was in a rough place. I really was. And I wasn't the dad to you. I think I needed to be. And I I regret... I don't think you got the right lessons being here that I think you would have gotten had I been a stronger man. Well, I appreciate that. You know, don't beat yourself up too much. Like, I've seen my share of stuff in the last, you know, decade or so. So I'm certainly not going to judge you for how you reacted to a trauma. I mean, I think that this bitterness that you have is my fault. Mm -hmm. I really do. Because I think in your heart of hearts, I think you do know that they have a valid reason to hurt. I mean, I just wish I wish they weren't all following the way of the overly clenched asshole. I mean, would you rather they punch you in the face? No, because I didn't do anything wrong. Why do you think they're mad? I think they're mad because I turned my back on what they dedicated their lives to. Okay. But they all made that choice. You made the choice to train with them, didn't you? I mean, yeah, but I was here and I wasn't able to go anywhere else. So, of course, I was going to train with them once I was old enough to make, you know, informed decisions about my own future. I decided to stop. You can't you can't make a choice when you're seven years old and expect it to stay valid for the rest of your life. I don't know. I think there are a lot of people who've shown 
that kind of gumption. But, Charlie, you know it's not about what you chose to do at seven. You know it's not about that. You're smarter than that. Well, then what's it about? If it was a matter of just taking something and going your own way, I don't think anybody would have looked at you much sideways. You didn't leave with what you had. You took what they had and used it yourself. I'm not defending how they're being. I understand why you're mad. I understand where you're coming from. But I don't know. It's more selfish than I kind of know you to think. If you take a black, if you're a blacksmith and you take a kid as your apprentice, teach them how to be the best blacksmith. And they become a master blacksmith in their own right, and they go off and they start doing their own thing. And then you come to find out that, you know, they're making weapons for somebody and it's fueling a war, you know, you knew that was a possibility when you started teaching them how to do that. So I don't think you can necessarily be mad at them. You may disagree with their choices, but you don't have to treat them poorly because of it. No, I think you could be mad. You give somebody a skill, you dedicate time and energy and love into training somebody, only for them to take what you gave them and use it against your values. I didn't use anything against my values. I went you out. You use something against theirs. I bring joy to people. I entertain folks. You do, and you do a very good job about it. Look, I'm not going to argue in circles around. You got that from your mother. It can sometimes it's like talking to a wall. No, believe me, if I got all if, if I got anything from my mother, I would have been out of here a long time ago. What do you mean? I mean, mom just took off. Yeah, she did. To be fair, so did you, champ. Fair, I guess. Look, again, you don't have to like it here. I mean, after a point, you're never going to have to be here again. But I don't know, this this anger that you've got this this bitterness i don't i don't remember this in you when you left i don't know man that's like a story for another time i've just had a lot going on in my life the last few years yeah people change i guess they do i still love you though dad i love you too that's never gonna that's never gonna change but i do wish you'd hear Outside your own head, sometimes. Well, maybe I just need to introspect some more. I don't know that turning inward's doing much good for you. You seem to have turned so far inward, you're almost inside out. So anyway, when are you moving in with this gnome lady? Ah, oh, yeah. A month or two. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get everything squared away. A month or to... two, and you're you're already packing your boxes? Oh, yeah, I've got... I've got to leave sooner than that, but... So what are you going to do in the meantime? I don't know. Take the long way there, I guess. So do you get... Are you you going to share, uh, like, a bed of hay like ascetics, or do you have to bring your own? (laughs) 
Well, I'm actually gonna probably take the slow way there by myself. Mm-hmm. I think... I think the trip would do me some good, but... I also think I'm a little scared, you know? What are you scared for? Well, this didn't go well for me last time. That was like 30 years ago. Fear still sticks. Yeah, you know? but you've learned a lot since then. You're, you've got a lot more patience than, than you did back then. You don't get better just because you get older. Sometimes you just get more scared or more angry. Yeah, but over Sometimes time, you, over time, even the hottest steel will cool down. So you, you're probably worrying too much. That. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen men twist themselves into all kinds of things. I mean, we're not here to talk about the, you know, ramblings of an old man. Where, how have you been? What are you up to? What brings you back around here? Man, there's a story to tell there. How long do you have? The kettle starts to whistle, and he gets up and start and pours two cups. He hands one to you and sits down and says, "I've got all the time you need." Then we're going to cut to Koza and Johannes sweeping the courtyard, which I assume they have swept by this point. In the gnome shack. Yeah, the gnome shack. Uh, Johannes, we're finished. I already did that spot. Oh, I was just... uh, You were really grooving there. In the groove. I didn't think, um, I, I didn't even think to look where I was sweeping. I just kept you, sweeping. You even got all the dust out of the groove. Oh my gosh. It's in the air. <coughs> you hear a little <coughs> as Day Quinn sneezes on the inside of, uh, Johannes's clothes. My gosh, my shirt just sneezed. Um, oh, no, no, I think, look, that's, that's Day Quinn. Shh, don't let Day Quinn know I'm trying to play a joke. Man, my shirt just sneezed again. Oh, oh, oh. oh. It must be, it must be haunted. Oh my gosh, you're right, Johannes. Your shirt, it sneezed. I have a haunted shirt. It's such a haunted shirt. We need to purify it. Uh, Daquin scrambles out of the shirt and up on Johannes's head in fear of the haunted shirt. Daquin, the shirt's haunted. Hurry, get the uh, incense. It's, it's coughing all over the place. The only way to keep it from coughing is more things in the air. Johannes. He's going to scramble down your clothes and then run away to go to your pack to get the incense. Johannes, that 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 uh that fountain right there, it must be holy water. Ah! My shirt's off. Daquin, hurry, hit it with the incense before it hits the water. <laughs> uh Daquin is going to smack it with his tiny little sensor as it goes into the water and then yeah. look victorious and proud. Heck yeah. You got it, buddy. Oh, wait, Koza, shape shift that water. Make sure that the holy water gets the whole shirt. Uh, yeah, yo, um, so, or, what do I do? Koza <laughs> uses shape water to, to hold a bubble of water around the shirt and fully soaks the shirt. What spell level is shape water? Uh, I'm pretty sure I got it. I, I don't doubt it. That's not my question. Uh... Give me a second. Let me bring up my spell Because <laughs> are you blowing a level Koza's... one spell on a stupid gag? So what if what I am? What do you expect? It's a level Fair. two spell slot, and he's using the entire fountain of holy water. How long can I maintain this? <laughs> one hour. Make an offer. Oh. One hour, five foot cube. Oh, that's a cantrip. Oh. Xanthar's. I can water. maintain that spell shape for four notes. 
Magical. Take one. It's it's uh, now it's levitating. Hurry, shoot it. <laughs> Use this, buddy. And Johannes tosses him a sling. He's going to uh, put a little pebble in the sling and swing it around and then yeet it like David at Goliath. Take that, David. You just got beat by <laughs> yeah. Goliath the squirrel. <laughs> and then he does like a little squirrel flex. Heck yeah, squirrel flex coming to a store near you. <laughs> squirrel flex for all your squirrel protein shake needs. Heck yeah, it's got lots of protein from nuts, just like my diet. I don't even think it's a spell I actually have, but I was a little too busy improving, so you know what? Mm. It's Her it's fuck. What am I gonna <laughs> What am I gonna do? Cause a burn a second level spell. Do it. <laughs> um. Um. Okay. Um. I'd like to burn wish. Uh. To. Uh, um. Koza is going to paired. Let's see what my prepared spells are. Uh. Let's see here. What's a second level spell? Um. All of a sudden. Um. A bunch of mushrooms for out and hold um hold Johannes in place. <laughs> oh the, the the ghost the ghost extends its reach. Hurry, Dayquin, save me. Dayquin is gonna go and start like boxing the mushrooms like they're speed bags. Heck yeah. It's like a training montage. And we're at a monk uh <laughs> dojo. Yeah, monastery. Yeah. There we go. As this is happening, Alita is going to step out carrying a basket of laundry that she seems to be taking elsewhere. And she kind of stops and goes, what are you guys doing out here? Getting attacked by possessed shirts. The mushrooms have me. It's cold up here. My nipples are tiny. <laughs> she looks over at Koza. Um, Koza looks back and then looks back at the mushrooms that are sprouting and holding Johannes back at um Alita and like dispels the spell behind him. <laughs> Dayquin, use him as a platformer. Look at you jumping through the Oh no, they disappeared! Dayquin, no I, I think they, they turn into like a cloud of spores that is now settling on the freshly broomed patio. Yeah. And then Dayquin uh Dayquin uh, sneezes. <laughs> If at any point you guys wrap up here, they said they might need some help in the kitchen. Man, Daquin, now that you sneeze, I think you might have sneezed the whole time and maybe my shirt wasn't possessed. Daquin has a look of realization. Mm -hmm. we it both looks surprisingly like the dramatic gopher turnaround. We both learned a valuable lesson today. I wasn't expecting that to kill game to the level that it did. Well. I've got no other dry shirts. Time to do laundry. Oh, uh, give that to me. I can do it. Um, okay. Here you go. I'm already... There's a bunch of weird, sweaty workout clothes that I'm trying to clean because... I don't know. I think I made someone mad. You made somebody mad enough that they worked out and got sweaty and then said, wash these. Weirdly. I think I just got someone mad enough that they gave me the sweaty workout clothes pile we're at a monk temple i feel like every pile of clothes is a sweaty workout clothes pile maybe there are non-sweaty monks oh well, let's ask the lazy hey, monks hey excuse me sir sir yes the uh, alita has a question for you yes ma'am uh no no i don't i don't i don't have any kind of question I, he's a funny guy 
I, I guess that's the question. Uh, the yeah, question has changed. Please do not. Please drastically. do not give me this position with the buff guys. Please. Uh, buff guy. Yes. Uh, what position am I supposed to be in right now? <laughs> Horse stance. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me see if I can uh, parse out what this one's going. I'm going to kind of do like a stance that resembles the one the one horse that I know and respect the most. Uh, one that can build a meat shack out of people. I'm going to get into a power stance that best resembles how I feel um, embodies the, the nature of um, our horse. Who has a name? Snuffles. Were Snuffles. you trying to remember the name Snuffles? I get into a position that best resembles my interpretation of the power and majesty that is Snuffles, T-Pony. So the buff monk is going to mirror your horse stance in front of you, his eyes locked with yours in a challenge. Oh my god, both of us are profusely sweating. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to have you roll an uh, opposed constitution Roll. Yeah, I'm sweating so much. He critted. Uh, I did not crit. I got a, a unnatural 20. I will tell you, eventually you will lose Johannes, but this is going to be a very long horse stance battle. Mm-hmm. And it's we're going so to be sweaty. We just you're like gonna be there's so just puddles, sweaty. puddles of sweat under us, and I don't have a shirt on, so it's just glistening. Oh my god, this is magical. And horse stance. Alita's going to kind of like lead. For those of you, by the way, listening, you don't know what horse stance is. It is a martial arts stance where your knees are roughly, where your feet are roughly shoulder width apart and your knees are bent like you're sitting in a chair. Oh, it's wall sits. Yeah, but without the wall. Okay. So, uh, Koza. Uh, oh, oh, yes. Do you want to get away from whatever's happening over here? Oh, is there, um, something else I need to do? No, I'm giving you an out. Speaking of giving someone an out, I'm going to roll for Daquin. He's doing horse stance for sure. Wonderful. Oh, um, th- that's um, kind of rude. I mean... Koza, join us in this horse stance off. You know what? You know what? I'm enjoying my time with Johannes. I don't need an out. And Koza goes over and horse, horse sits. You might want to take off your shirt. You're going to sweat uh, immediately. Oh, okay. Koza takes Roll off his constitution. shirt and tosses it Roll constitution, to, Alita's, to Alita to put on the big pile of sweaty clothes. Alita's going to catch it in her basket. And you you aren't sure, but for a moment, you can kind of see her looking very touched. Um, Daquin rolled an 11. Yeah, that's a five. Yeah, Koza, Koza falls. Yeah. For, Koza falls before Daquin Ko- does. Koza starts to squat and he's got it for like, a second and then like it looks like he's he's gonna have this like he knows what he's doing but like as soon as he gets a little too low he just like falls right back on his butt immediate Ow. hip oh. cramps you know what happens when we fall off the horse Koza oh, we get right back up come on um, yeah, get back in horse stance Koza gets back in horse stance I'll go get you guys some water once I'm done with this laundry that I have, and hopefully whatever is going on has been worked through. Oh, you're not going to join us? I am not necessarily the beefiest in our group. Nay! (laughs) You're the horsiest. Thank you, because this is horse stance, not steer stance. 
Well, I... Koza, back in the stance. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Koza gets up. Oh, this is stupid. She puts the <laughs> basket down and walks over to you guys and mimics your stance. This is dumb and I hate this. My thighs hurt. Alita needs to roll constitution. Alita, Alita got a nine. Mm-hmm. Alita, we get off the horse so we can get back on the horse. Come on. This is the worst. I hate horse stance. So we're well, going to cut away from that. Just like the the closing scene on that is just the buff guy looking at Koza and Alita and just shaking his head slowly. I want the buff guy to have a name. I don't want him defined just by his body. His name's Buffman. <laughs> <laughs> He's Buff Harold, Harold Buffman. Harry Buffkin. Done. I mean, That's his he name. Com- <laughs> he comes from a family of buff people, so not only is he a buff man, he has buff kin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I didn't mention this before, but because his name is Harry Buffkin, he is now a minotaur. Hell yeah! That makes it decidedly less sexy in my in my mind. <laughs> less sexy or more sexy? Steer uh, so stance or deer stance? There's something there's something about minotaurs that is decidedly horny. Moving on. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging yeah. fruit. We, do got, we still have that alarm? Because I need it. I got three stomachs <laughs> and some low-hanging fruit. <laughs> All right. We're going to sidle on over to Solinar, who, if I recall correctly, was trying to talk to Melody at some point. Yes, and I believe both of them were working on laundry stuff. Yes. When is Ma- when is Alita coming back with the clothes? We're supposed to, like, we're almost done with all the bedding stuff. At least I think we are. Does this look like it's still stained? I think you got it well enough. Help me fold all these sheets. I can never fold sheets by myself. I've never folded sheets. I just thought they... You you could rumple them in a way that made them folded. Oh, no, my friend. No, no. This is... There's an art to folding sheets. All right, so you're going to hold that in. How, how often have you folded sheets? Is this like, did, did you do like a stint in an inn or something? I have been traveling on my own for years. And many, that required many a lot of years. sheet folding? Well, if you want to have a well-made bed, then you want to have smooth sheets. If you want to have smooth sheets, then when you launder them, you got to fold them. But you sleep on a bedroll. That's different, isn't it? Well, that's when I'm traveling. That's when I don't have a bed to sleep in. You... You launder sheets when you're in an inn? Not in an inn, no. I Look, there was a period of time when I was living with a gang, and we had kind of like a base of operations. And you had to take care of your space, because taking care of your space is how you respect yourself every day. I wasn't expecting crime gangs to have such strict housekeeping standards. Well, do you do you want to be running around with a bunch of gang members who don't respect themselves? Because that's what we're talking about here. I, I mean, ideally, yes, because if you recall, I do not have a fond experience with them. I was kidnapped. I mean, not all crime doers are kidnappers and... You wouldn't, if you're running with the gang, you're not going to be kidnapped by the gang because you're running with them. So you'd be, if I mean, anything, you kidnapping other instead people. Instead of me being kidnapped. Technically, I could be kidnapped by you guys. That could, that could, that could be a thing. Anyway, but like, you're a kidnapper. I mean, pre, pre, allegedly. 
allegedly a kidnapper. No, you... Nev you never been proven in court. That doesn't matter. Neither has a lot of the crime you've done. Isn't that sort of the point of being a criminal? Right, so all of, all of that is alleged. Like, all of that... People say I've done those things. I may even say I've done those things. But I, I haven't been convicted of any of it, so it's only allegedly. Right. So I'll go ahead and put a bit in the song about how you're crafty and avoid... Wait, should there be a song about a criminal who never gets found out their crimes so they never get famous and it makes them depressed? So, is that a thing? No. So you're. I think I feel like you're mistaking being caught with growing infamy, and like you don't need to get caught to grow infamy because people can be aware of your devious misdeeds without you having actually been convicted of anything or even captured on anything. Which I have been captured on a few things. I've been convicted of a couple of those things. But but that's that's all that's all beside the point. The point is, crime. That's all alleged until proven otherwise. Alleged until proven otherwise. I'll put that in the notes. You know, Melody, there's something I've been meaning to talk to you about. It's been, mm. it's been lovely having you with the party, traveling around with us. Um, I, we had a conversation at one point about being kind of half-related and half not related and trying to be friends and things like that. And I think that I think the best way to handle this is that we are half siblings. And I think the other half, I think it's safe to say that we're half friends too. And so like, I appreciate you being with us and I appreciate who you are as a person. And I felt like that needed to be said. Really? You mean it? Well, yeah. That's... No, that's that's great. That's wonderful. It's just, I don't know. I, I've never had real friends. And to find out that I have, like, a brother and everything was really, really exciting. And so that, like, now that I have, like, friends and a brother and, like, all this cool stuff. And, like, I'm really excited to be able to write epic tales because you guys are doing this wonderful cool thing about saving the world and I get to write all the songs about it because I get the secret in and one of those heroes is my brother and the rest are my friends. This is really 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 exciting and I, you know, it's just, it's nice. I've never really had this and I don't want you to feel like you know, weird or awkward around me. I don't want you to feel like you've got to do a thing. I just don't know. This is everything I ever wanted and it happened all at once and I was really excited and a lot of it's you and I don't I don't know I guess I got too excited and it was probably not terribly fair of me to put so much of that on you especially with the revelation that mom is sort of awful well you you for having this conversation you definitely caught me at a bad time previously Coming back to Tulare, coming back to Tinkerhaven especially, put me in a bad mood. And then finding out about Mom. God. It's just, it wasn't a good time to be having a reasoned conversation. I was definitely in my feelings a lot. 
And, you know, I, I don't think I was looking at it in the right light. Was but Tinkerhaven really that bad last time you were here? I almost there. died. So, well, yes. I mean... All of my friends at the time, I thought, did die. So, also, yes. Except the two that want to kill each other? I, until coming back to Tinkerhaven, thought they were both dead. So, like, that's, that is the one silver lining I've gotten out of this particular trip. Plus you, which... Technically, I got to meet you before Tinkerhaven, so I don't even really attribute that to Tinkerhaven. Okay, that's fair. That's reasonable. I don't I don't super know how to have very serious feelings conversations. I could express myself through song, but uh, um I was told by the monks that they prefer me to use my and I quote inside voice. Yeah, I I get the vibe that things are pretty quiet and serene around here. The fact that you can hear that one fountain literally anywhere in the building every time it fills up with the water and then it's like, clack. Like, I don't know who thought that was brilliant, but I kind of hate it because it's it sneaks up on me every... Jeez, there it is again. Every time. Isn't, isn't it weird to think that Boat grew up here? It's so not him. You almost feel like Boat rebelled against this, and that's how he became who he is today. Maybe. I mean, Boat seems to be... Like, there seems to be something going on with him. Maybe it's the same as you going back to Tinkerhaven. Maybe you could, I don't know, cheer him up or make him feel less... ostracized. You know, I would consider it, but apparently right now we're doing this sort of rivalry thing, where, uh... Yeah, he does not have my back, and I think at this very moment, I do not have his back. Is this like a fun professional wrestling thing, or are you serious? Uh, serious about which part? It being a rivalry thing that we're doing right now, or me not currently having his back? You being very clearly very, very mad at Boat. Uh, that's, no, that's, that's not a wrestling thing. That is me actually legitimately annoyed. Why? I don't, have you paid any attention to how he's been the past few days during some of the most trying times of my life? Well, yes, but that's how boats always seem to be. I don't know, like, boat usually has my back when things are going awry. And in this particular instance, he has not. And I don't know what's up with that. He called it a rivalry thing, so I'm going to lean into that. Alita's very mad. Johannes and Koza seem fine. It's just the three of you seem to be at some kind of odds. I am almost certain that this will shake itself out as we get to the shrine and we get the key and we get back on track for getting temple relics and bringing dragons back. Wonderful, because I really like to use the song lines that imply you guys are friends and not merely world-saving co-workers. I mean, I think I think we're still friends. Like, I could I can be annoyed with somebody and still be their friend. Like, I don't. I think. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yes. What have you never? Have you exclusively cut people who annoyed you out of your life? No, I've just been told that that's why I should never get too close to people. 
You say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, and then all of a sudden you're the social pariah. So I just stay very quiet around people that are not all of you. That sounds exhausting. Being a noble is terrible. You know- Ask Koza. I'm sure he felt the same way. That does explain why Nikoza was so eager to be like, oh, a life of privilege and comfort? Forget that. I'm getting the hell out of here. It's not ideal. Although, technically, now that I think about it, you're a noble. Uh, I'm like a bastard child of a noble. I don't... If I, I mean, it falls under a matrilineal line, so... Yeah, but if I kicked the door open to some court and I'm like, I'm so-and-so's son, they'd be like, yeah, we don't recognize you. I don't know. Though I would tell you it would very much upset our mother. Hmm. That would be a way to make waves without putting my entire life in danger. I'll keep it in mind. Right. You hear, like, a loud crash from the courtyard. We should probably investigate that in case anyone needs help. Fair. The two of you are going to run out to the courtyard, only to find several members of your party and a large minotaur man in various heaps on the ground. Has this become, like, did did people just keep walking past and then, uh... Harry Buffkin keeps being like, you, horse stance. And then they're like, okay, sir. And then like, yes. So there's just like 40 people now in the courtyard. All It's like, about 20 people in the courtyard all told. Okay. Okay, everybody. Oh, the only reason we fall off the horse. We, uh, we got to get back on the horse. Everybody horse stance. Johannes, I can't get back on the horse. My legs hurt so much. You can do it. Pain is just weakness leaving the body. That's what the monk poster says. I didn't know I had that much weakness. The monks will find it and they'll horse dance it out of you. I don't like horse dancing. Koza has like fallen on his back, but his legs are cramped and cramped in like the horse sit like shape. The horse stance pose. And he's just like crying. Just Koza, get the Bull, Bull is like standing on um Koza's chest and stomach and is kind of like gently trying to push with his little head uh <laughs> Koza's legs to try and straighten them out. <laughs> Look, Koza's doing it right. We gotta push ourselves until our body physically literally can't move anymore. It's the horse way. This sounds very bad. I, what is going on here? Why is Koza in so much pain? Horse stance! What, what is horse stance? <laughs> what do you mean? Look at 20 people doing the same thing. It's the horse stance. You gotta get in it. Oh, I think I used to do horse stance. Oh, horse stance. This is not a horse dance. No, it's a horse dance too. Look, look, there's a beautiful elegance to it. We're all sweating! Look at all the sweat! It kind of looks like you all are pooping in the woods and trying not to put your butts on any kind of poisonous oak. If you poop in the woods and nobody's around to smell it, then your abs are stronger. Horse dance! She kind of like looks over at Koza and then looks over at Solinar and then looks over at Alita. Um... Uh, oh, I'm going to go do something else. 
Koza, do you need help? Oh, let's uh, I, let's get. Koza. I used to do a lot of horse stance when I was first learning how to use my rapier. And Koza, I think I know exactly what you need. And Solinar walks over and makes like knife hands. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll a medicine check just to see how this turns out. To yeah. butta 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 on his legs. Are you gonna acupuncture him? Uh, I am amazed by this, but what occurs uh, on an 18 is Solinar goes knife hands and he just like one, two chops Koza right in like an acupressure point on his thighs and almost immediately like feeling rushes back into your calves and you're able to move your legs once more. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Solonar. Oh, you're, oh. you're still going to be really sore and probably walking funny for hours, but, oh. but... <laughs> hand me my staff. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't have your staff. Oh. Uh, uh. Now, you know, the pained look that came back on your face, I feel like is less related to the legs this time. I just want to make sure that's accurate. Um. I could help you up. Oh, um, okay. Look, anybody can help me up, but, um, if I don't have my staff, Solnar, do you have attention? Nope. In a moment of clarity earlier this morning, I remembered that when we fled the fighting ring, we left literally everything that we had to take off because... Oh, no weapons in the underground fighting ring, because you'll probably use them, because you're all a bunch of criminals. Bruh, 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 bruh. Uh, it's all still in Tinkerhaven, probably being used by some idiot who hopefully doesn't break everything before we come back, because if my sword is broken, there will be hell to pay. Okay, everybody, you heard the man. No breaking everything before we come back. It's time for lunch break. All of the students, with a just sigh of relief, creakily get themselves out of horse stance and begin moseying their way towards the dining hall. Uh, what is what is the respect level, given uh, Johannes's non-nat 20, what is the respect given level between they all Harry just... Buffkin and Johannes right now? Harry Buffkin has a deep respect for Johannes, and clearly the students do as well, since he said, let's go to lunch, and they were all like, well, we must listen to Johannes. Johannes mm -hmm. <laughs> goes to clap arms with Her Harry Buffkin, but we're, we're both so sweaty that we just slip <laughs> right off of each other. Who ends up? So you guys now have a cool best friend's handshake, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, but we have to be super sweaty to execute it. There's no <laughs> other way. Who ends up trying to, to pull me up? That's going to oh, be Melody. Okay. Um, You're going to get sweat all over you, Melody. Kosa tries. From his perspective, he's he's trying to get up. But I, I don't think that's true from Melody's perspective. You. Oh. We're almost there. Uh, we can uh, do this. Uh, Come on, Kosa. Uh, and I think. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually Koza does stand up. How are you so hard to get up? 
when you are this like wiry um if you 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 could try doing horse horse sits for i don't know a, a couple hours too or you, i could you, not because that my... sounds terrible well okay so in hindsight it is terrible but i will say uh because of this happening mm-hmm. Everyone that participated, so Johannes and Koza, are both going to get an advantage on the next strength check they use that involves their legs. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we didn't skip leg day. No, you did not. Speaking of not skipping leg day, let's go get lunch. So, Boat, you and your father around the same time are also feeling kind of peckish, so you guys are going to be heading out through the outside part of the courtyard towards the mess hall. Your father's going to kind of stop for a moment and kind of sigh and look at you and go, Did you really hate being here all that much? I didn't hate it. I just needed a change. Okay. I won't... I won't fuss on you, son. I just... I don't know. You just... You seem so much angrier than I remember you being. Life happens, Dad. Life happens. a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alon. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solonar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. What is happening? Who's asking this question? That's Alita. Wait, no, that's not Alita. That's Melody. Sorry. It, it was, was Alita's voice. Yeah. That was Alita's <laughs> voice. For some reason, I didn't plop that accent on. Horse dance!